Welcome to the Blockdown Podcast, brought to you by EOK Digital, the number one blockchain PR and communications agency. Every week, we're sharing pearls of wisdom about the world of blockchain and cryptocurrency. Don't forget to subscribe and review our podcast so we can bring you even more great content. Hey guys, and welcome back. Our next speaker is the founder and CEO of EAK Digital, a specialist blockchain PR agency. Prior to launching EAK Digital, he managed a large-scale project, large-scale project teams for blue-chip brands such as Nike, Rolls-Royce, Vodafone, uh, successfully guiding his teams to multiple advertising awards, including the Platinum Award for Campaign Magazine. He continues to lead uh, that, that journey um, with his PR uh, uh, agency for the blockchain industry. Uh, a speaker at global events. He's also the organizer and mastermind behind this virtual event. Please welcome Aaron. Hey guys, thanks so much for sticking with us today. Um, we're now onto my talk, which is the battle of the pitches, how to really win at blockchain PR. So right now, there's so many different blockchain PR agencies out there. How do you differentiate between the ones that are good and going to get you results and the ones that are bad? Uh, I'm going to offer some tips today that will help any any professional, uh, whether they're a PR agency or whether they're a marketing person on the client side, to help them get better results and to offer my tips, having run EAK Digital successfully you know, in the last three years and, and moving forwards, hopefully, for many more years to come. So the email is not enough. So that's my next slide. You know, many people think you can just write a press release, send it out, and magically journalists will pick it up and publish something. Unfortunately, it doesn't work like that. I mean, I wish it did. It would make our jobs a lot easier, of course, but it just doesn't. Um, you know, sending out emails is just like standing in a long, 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 long line. And unless you already have a relationship with that journalist or the story really is incredible, it's very unlikely that you're going to get something picked up. Now, these journalists get hit up hundred, sometimes 200, sometimes even more than that a day, depending on who they write for or what their media is. And you have to be really quite clever, you know, as to how you identify those journalists, how you build a relationship with those journalists, and ultimately, you know, how you provide value back to them, right? I mean, they get so many people hit up, hit them up every day. Um, if, you, if you're somebody that's just a take, 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 take person uh, without providing value, um, you know, just like you would in real life, it's, it's not really going to get you far. I mean, ultimately, it's all in the name, right? Public relations is about relationship building. It's about helping each other. It's about, you know, giving them the stories, giving them exclusives. You know, if you, if you have a story and you give them an exclusive, of course, you're going to build that relationship up with them. Um, and ultimately, that can build a strong relationship moving forwards, which can ultimately obviously give you much better coverage for you and your existing and future clients. So yeah, use, use unorthodox channels. Like we know obviously um, in crypto that everyone uses Telegram. So, you know, of course, try and, try and if, you, if you can, obviously, politely try and find out where Telegram is. Message them, you know, obviously make, make them feel comfortable. But ultimately, don't badger them. Like the worst thing you can do is just keep pinging them, you know, especially like with question marks and things like that. These guys are really, really busy. They usually have deadlines getting things out the door. Um, they're probably not ignoring you, to put it nicely, um, and they're probably just super, super busy. And if it is a story they're going to cover, they would get in touch with you. So an, an, another point would be obviously to just, just don't take it personally. Like it's just it's just a numbers game sometimes in terms of 
If they don't respond to you, it doesn't mean they don't like you. It doesn't mean they don't like your project. It just could be that there's more major news that day. And ultimately, that is their job. Um, so, yeah, Telegram, Twitter. There's, there's also some fantastic ways that you can target you know, different media using um, t uh, Twitter, for example. You can do searches for Twitter bios. There's tools out there that allows you to do, you know, mixed uh, search terms. So, you know, you could look for a journalist that writes about crypto and also has, I don't know, let's say Manchester United, you know, in, in his bio. I mean, I'm a big Manchester United fan. If I saw a crypto journal, you know, who had a Manchester United bio, like chances are we would get on pretty well. Um, so, you know, just find, finding that common ground, building that relationship without any real specific goal in mind. Um, and then when you can provide value back to him or her, then that's fantastic. And don't and don't forget, you know, as PR people, um, sometimes people make out as if PR people always need 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 from the journalists. But actually, it's also in their best interest to build a great relationship with you, um, because ultimately you are the one that's feeding stories. And just and just just like I always say to people now, um, you know don't be rude or you know to a journalist just because they don't write for the best publication or they don't have the best social media you know, youtube channel right now you don't know where they're going to be one day right like they could be one minute um a lower tier publication next minute get that huge promotion and then suddenly they're going to remember the way you treated them uh when they were you know a junior it's really important to treat people with respect doesn't matter who they are where they come from they have friends they talk to people or uh, ultimately staying humble and doing your job professionally and diligently and being real is going to get you more results than you're sending out thousands and thousands of emails and spam. Um, and yeah, as I put here as my second point, reach out on LinkedIn for a virtual coffee. <clears throat> now, of course, journalists don't always have time for virtual coffees. Um, and, you know, maybe you don't either. But it is nice. I mean, to be honest, <laughs> in this lockdown phase, maybe they will have time. This is actually an excellent point. During the lockdown phase, you know, more and more people are going to want that, um, you know, talk, you know, communication right now. Um, so actually, I think more and more people will be open for a virtual coffee. I mean, look, we're doing a virtual conference, aren't we? So, I mean, absolutely. I mean, just reach out to them. When I say reach out for a virtual coffee, just ask them, you know, politely, you know, so, you know, I can see you write for this publication. You know, what do you usually cover? What stories do you like? Like, and it doesn't always have to be your client, right? Like, I mean, many times um, with, the, with, with the amount of journalists, you know, that, that, that we're connected with, we are finding um, different opportunities for the journalists that are not even for our clients sometimes, right? I mean, like sometimes, like, hey, Aaron, you know, can, can you get me a comment or a, a quote or, a, you know, an interviewee on this subject? And it's like, uh, okay, we don't have any clients in that, in that world. But having said that, you know, we are very well connected. We know a lot of people. So yeah, I'm sure I can connect you to the right person. And that goes so much more further into cementing your relationship, like knowing that you're going to do something for them than just being like, oh no, sorry, like don't have any clients on it, which is obviously perfectly fine. But ultimately, like I always feel that you should go above and beyond just in, in general in life, you know, and you'll you'll get that back to you. Um, so moving on to the next slide. Am I a PR or am I a blog post? Um, so we get this a lot, right, where um, clients, which fair enough, you know, they obviously want to promote their internal um, announcements. So that might be that, you know, um, XYZ from HR has been promoted to head of HR. Uh, we've opened a new, you know, kitchen in our office, <laughs> whatever it might be, um, might seem like a big deal to, you know, to us, like in the office. But is it going to scratch the surface, you know, on the outside world 
a lot of the times it isn't. So what I said here is like, you know, self-congratulatory posts, self-congratulatory posts suck. Now, you really have to put yourself in the journalist's shoes when you're pitching a story. I mean, even me, like as, as a PR agent, even though I'm not a journalist, I mean, I've written some articles that I've never been trained to be a journalist or an editor or anything like that. I always see myself as the kind of, a, what do you say? You're kind of the, the gateway, really, aren't you, between the journalist and the client? So I think it's very important to put yourself in the shoes of the journalist. I put myself in the shoes of the journalist and goes, would I write about this? If I wouldn't write about this PR, what, what would make me write about it? You know, what is the interesting angle that we can do to twig that editor? And I think it's really important as well like as, as a PR agent to feed that back to your clients because, you know, if your project is constantly fielding, um, you know, rubbish, boring PRs, you know, you're, you're going to get a reputation for that. Um, and if you're always giving them gold, you're also going to get a reputation for that as well. So really thinking deeply about your angles. Um, it's so, sometimes the story doesn't even have to be so interesting, but the hook could be really decisive. And, you know, that could be based on on the trends right now. You know, who who knew that like, there would be so much media about virtual conferences a few months ago? Suddenly, you know, Wired, Forbes, um, TechCrunch, all writing about virtual conferences because of the news cycle right now. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. Just just really, really be careful about just throwing um, PRs out that ultimately probably should just be an internal memo or a blog post. I know you want to get your PR agency working and that's fair enough. Um, but I really think that like, you know, really, really try and put things to work, you know, in terms of finding the right angle. I would say some of those things can be maybe like a secondary point at the end of a PR rather than like the whole title because look you're not going to get great great results if that's the case and it's a little bit unrealistic to expect that um you know if the story isn't really that interesting for anyone outside of your company uh moving to the next slide okay so the next slide I got, uh when forbes right <laughs> so i get this a lot right people come to me uh hi hi okay you know we would love to get an article on forbes <clears throat> or you know new york times or you know tech crunch and it's like okay cool of course you know Absolutely. So tell us more, like what, what is it that you do? Um, you know, what, what story are you trying to get out? Let's see if we can help you craft that, obviously, and get that message right so we can actually, you know, get the attention of those mainstream journalists. Um, and a lot of the time, some of the clients that are looking for these kind of like moonshot, shall we say, um, placements are ones that maybe aren't ready for that kind of coverage and when I say you aren't ready of course everyone wants to be on those publications but if you if you if you get on a publication like that chances are you're going to a very very professional reporter and it's not always the best thing if you have some skeletons in your closet in, in your in your project you know sometimes in the project you might have I don't know some in, some internal politics in the past you maybe your technology isn't quite what you say it is I always say to clients when they're on board of EAK, what what are the skeletons in your closet? Do you have any skeletons like that won't leave this room? But we need to know that. Uh, I do think that obviously, um, you know, if journalists journalists can sometimes be quite sneaky, right? They can they can take your press release and pretend that they're going to write a story about it, but then they'll find something on your website on a video, something you've said before. They'll find they could find something that will get them thinking 
and a lot a lot of journalists are you know like naturally to be an investigative journalist um and like to look more and more into things which is absolutely fair enough it's their job and you know if the if if if, if you if you have something that you know maybe hasn't been you know sorted out and hasn't and it has, hasn't been worked out in the past uh, you know you need to you need to make sure that that, that is that, that everything is it looks good you know that everything looks good in the shop window <laughs> and if, if you've got broken parts you know i can see it just at the back that's that's really not you you, you don't want to be shining a, a light as big as TechCrunch or forbes through your window if you're not ready for it because people will see they will see those cracks in the glass uh, through those lights um so i you know it is usually better to build up um and get that momentum going um especially if you're not so used to being in the media or being interviewed by um journalists i think it's really important to get that experience and work your way up you know like if you're a professional footballer if you're so if you're a young footballer you're not going to you uh, it's unlikely you're going to go in at 16 and start playing in the premier league get the experience get your fitness in terms of like you know get used to speaking to journalists um get used to approving prs writing thought leadership articles and work your way towards the top because when you are in the top then you're in a much better position to win a title and obviously get that sparkling um, article and don't forget those articles or media placements they're going to be on there for, for years especially if we're talking a forbes or TechCrunch or new york times like the seo value is worth your PR agency retainer for a month alone. Now, if you get an article on those sites, of course, then you just have to be really careful because if it's a negative one, then that's that's going to be very difficult, you know, for people to avoid when they're searching for your company. So really be careful about what you wish for. Obviously, not everyone has skeletons, and then that's fantastic. If we can go straight to Forbes, let's go straight to Forbes. You know, like absolutely. But, you know, just be mindful, always be mindful when you're making these decisions, which could one day negatively impact your business if you're not careful. Um, and then, yeah, the final point here is ask your PR agency to audit your profit, uh, audit your project. Sorry. Um, so what we do at EAK is every time we get a new client, uh, we literally do an audit. So when we say we do an audit, we all put our journalist hats on me and the rest of my team. And we look at the project for a very, very cynical mind very cynical like almost to the point where the client could find it offensive um but we do that obviously to help them if we can if we can build up their armor and we can build up um and when we can help them sparkle you know we can polish that as much as as much as they deserve to be as much as they should be and help really get the get the shine out of that of that armor then we should be doing that before we send it into battle and um, I think any PR agency should be doing this. They should be doing like you know they should be finding gaps um, in your story or gaps in your um, project. And I love doing that. I absolutely love doing it because it's really, really interesting. And then you can start being a journalist as a PR agent, which is also super fun. Um, and a lot of the times, you know, clients sometimes they you know projects sometimes they don't they don't realize it. And it's not because they're stupid. It's because they're so ingrained in the work that they do um, and the company that they're in. They speak to the same people all the time that they don't always see that outside perspective. Um, and something I'd say, you know, um, being a PR agency founder is that, you know, because we work with so many different projects and different people or have done at least in the, in the past, it means that we've got a very unique perspective that we can provide our clients that otherwise can go missing in a, in a company that's, you know, all worked together for a long time. Now, obviously, they have a strong bond, but they haven't maybe had the same perspective that an agency has or work with such a wider range of media and messages and narratives 
an agency can provide you. And I think that, that that's really hard to put a figure on that because that some, sometimes that can be the difference between, you know, an investment, a really huge piece that, you know, maybe attracts a great employee to work for you or attracts projects to build on your platform. So it is really, really important to, to kind of keep that in mind if you're thinking about hiring um, a PR agency. Um, the next slide, and I've touched on this a little bit already, uh, but building mutual beneficial business. So like I said, finding win-win scenarios for journalists, they don't owe you anything, right? A lot of people think, and it's the same in the events industry, like they think that, that, that everyone seems to have a, a God-given right that you owe them something, um, even though you don't know the person. Like, you know, write about my write about my project, you know, write about, um, you know, give me a speaking slot, whatever it is. Fine. If it's interesting, you know, and it adds value to the audience. Absolutely. Of course. But if, it, you know, if it doesn't, like, like I said, don't get offended by it. The journalists have editors that the newspapers pay their or the, you know, any whatever the publication is that pays their rent. Uh, so their wages and their rent. Um, and, you know, ultimately, they're not here to necessarily work for you. They're here to work for the publication. Those publications have goals. They have certain interests. They have certain angles. They have certain clicks they need to get. That's life, you know. Um, we have to help them do their jobs. And if we can do that, then everyone's happy because the journalist is happy because their editors are happy. We're happy because our client's happy. Our client's happy. They got coverage. And who knows, that might lead to some clients for them or you know developers to build on their platform or whatever it might be. So really, really try and find those win-win scenarios. And the final bit is reduce the roadblocks to publication. So how can you make the journalist's life as easy as possible? Um, so when I say this, you know, when you're reaching out to journalists, um, sometimes it's even in the language. It's like, oh, you know, or I can make my CEO available if you like, like things like that is just like, you know, journalists are so busy, like don't make it sound like, you know, you're going out your way to help them when ultimately they don't owe you anything. And when I say reduce the roadblocks, you know, have a media kit, like have images, you know, have quotes in most, if not all of your press releases, you know, make sure the press releases are long enough, make sure that, you know, the English has been expertly checked, you know, make, make sure they have all the data, make sure if, if there's other things that you think might help them craft the article, link it at the bottom. Like don't send them on a wild goose chase to get comments or data uh, or whatever it might be. Give them what they need and you've got a much better chance of getting published. Time to hit the skies. Well, this slide's a little bit outdated, of course. Um, definitely not time to hit the skies, but in general, the you know it still holds. You know, attend conferences like this one. Conferences are a great way to meet journalists, great way to meet um, KOLs or, if they say in, in Asia, or, or opinion leaders, uh, thought leaders. Um, always request a media list um, whenever you go to an event. Uh, usually, an event organizer has a you know hopefully you know a good media list of of media attending. And, you know, if you want to pitch your project, you know, your PR agency should be getting hold of that media list and setting you up with meetings way before you actually turn up. So set up those meetings for them, schedule those meetings for your clients, make sure that you're speaking to the right journalists. And ultimately, remember that it's not all about that coverage there and then, you know, even if you've got no news, you can still say hello, you can still give them gratitude, you might be able to help them on a story that isn't about you. And as I said, it's about relationship building. And that's so important. So yeah, go to conferences, you know, obviously meeting people in person is really, really valuable. Um, request media lists and just ultimately, you know, don't hide behind your PC or, you know, your emails. Get out there and show people that you're a real person. 
Um, and then, yeah, the second point was work with agencies who attend the events. As I said, there's so many APR agencies out there. Um, probably I see a few of them around, but not. it's usually the same ones. And those are the ones you want to work with, right? Those are the ones that are, have got so many um, fingers in their pies in the industry because they know everyone. Um, they're exhibiting at conferences. They're organizing conferences. Um, those are the PR agencies that ultimately will provide the best value for you. Um, you know, they'll be able to arrange interviews because they probably already know the journalist. Um, they'll be able to even give you, um, you know, uh, introductions to who knows, you know, potential investors, potential projects that want to build a platform. Um, really could, could be really anything. Could be an advisor um, because they've been around a lot and they're always traveling a lot to different industry events. And that global network is, is really, really, um, is really, really valuable to tap into. So the next slide I've got here is fail to prepare, prepare to fail. Uh, a good agency will obviously arrange you interviews. Um, if you don't know about the interviewer, how can you give a good interview? So um, if an agency is just throwing you into an interview without even briefing you like who they are or what the questions are or whatever the angle would be, that's a kind of a red flag. Um, you know, just getting the play, the media placement isn't like that i mean lots of companies can do that but it's not about just getting the placement it's it's about the angle it's about getting the right tone of voice getting the right message across and making sure that lands exactly as you wanted it to land um so i say here a great agency will brief you before your interview so make sure your pr team or agency is giving you a real big briefing document or call before each interview making sure that you are comfortable with who you're talking to they've done their research because ultimately Getting interviews is great, but if you get, you know, like right now, for example, if you're a government official and you live in the UK and you get an interview opportunity with Piers Morgan on this morning, probably not a great idea because you know you're going to get grilled. And, you know, ultimately, um, whilst a journalist at a publication might sound great, um, if you've been through their past stuff and a lot of it is, you know, damning to cryptocurrency, when this happens a lot, especially in the mainstream space, where you think, oh, great interview with you know, BBC. And then maybe it turns out to be like a, a piece of, get a bit about crypto scams or, you know, or something similar. Those are not really the articles that you want to be um, in, of course. So really make sure you do your background research and you make your PR agency do that for you as well. Uh, eight, timing is everything. So, you know, I would always say allow a minimum of two weeks preparation if you've got a major news piece to come out. It gives yourself the opportunity to make the most of it. It gives your PR agency um, time to obviously um, have those initial talks with journalists and media and influencers um, and make sure and kind of warms up. You know, you can warm up uh, the right people uh, for the campaign. Um, you, you can also, you know, take the temperature to see whether it is a bigger story as, you know, your client thinks it is or you think it is. Um, based on people's reactions now of course you might be thinking oh i don't want to share it because what if um what if they you know leak it you know what if they leak the story now ultimately if they leak the story um well ultimately you know like a pr agency should have relationships with journalists that they can trust to obviously not do that uh, i think that's also another reason why it's important to work with a pr agency that actually knows and has good relationships in the media because you know that they well we know they're not going to leak the story because we have a relationship if you if you just send out an embargoed press release to everyone, then that scares the hell out of me because somebody will publish it. They don't know who you are. They don't care about you. They just want the clicks before anyone else. So really need to be careful about that. Get two weeks preparation. 
build it out, make sure you've got a nice mix, um, you know, across different markets, if that's what you want, different influencers, um, make sure you're not just hitting the same, you know, publications and influence the same audience all the time, uh, it can be cross wires and less ROI on your effort. Um, and finally here, check the journalist time zones, consider weekends. Now this is, this is really interesting. So we'll just say check the journalist time zones. Of course, if you're sending out a bulk email, for one, don't send out bulk emails. Like, you know, client can do that. And, you know, and you guys could do that yourself. Um, they're not, we're not, we're not being hired to send out bulk emails. Like we need to send out unique angles and pictures and something that we know by our relationships with that media that they would want to pick it up. Um, and it's not just information that's freely available. So checking time zones is super important, uh, simply because, you know, if you're sending it at 9 a.m. in the UK, for example, to a journalist in New York, and it's what, uh, 5 a.m. there or 4 a.m. there, chances are by the time they wake up at 9 a.m., they've got their Starbucks at the desk, you know, you're already 50, um, 50 releases or, or emails down below, you're not going to get picked up. So if you are sending those those out, make sure you target it by region. And this same guy, like I say, goes to you know on the client side if you're a PR manager too. Uh, and consider weekends. Now you know what I always that was funny because I always thought, oh, weekend, no way, you know, people are going to be too busy. Well, two things. Um, we've got clients really successfully pitched at the end of a Friday, or on uh, sorry at the end of a Friday, and then turns out that our client had like the top story for the whole weekend, got way way more hits than they would have done if they got you know got on there on a Monday or a Tuesday because the, the news cycle was was turning a lot quicker. And also one other thing is that you know obviously the, the news doesn't stop during a weekend, and um, a lot of the time people stop pitching, other agencies stop pitching, our clients are you know enjoying their weekend. It's a good time to get your story in because um, media are looking for stories. That's really secret sourced there. Uh, number nine, grass-fed, free-range PR, organic versus sponsored. Now, I say this a lot. Like uh, I have lots of good friends, you know, at publications, but obviously, organic media is better. You know, people can see and people can tell that you know if something's sponsored, you know, it should be marked sponsored for, for for a start. And as a casual reader like myself, if I see something marked sponsored. I usually don't think it's editorially worth anything and it's only in there because they've paid the money. So I tend to not read those articles. Um, and obviously, you know, working with a PR agency, it's up to them to get you those organic pieces. Now, I know some of the top media, especially in crypto, can cost up to, you know, nearly one Bitcoin to get an article placed, which is crazy. Like a PR agency should be able to get you 10 or 20 pieces for that amount with their agency retainer. So this is what I put here. Um, cost versus benefit. Um, for, for the cost of one sponsored piece, you can expect to get 15 to 20 pieces from your PR agency. Uh, finally, show your scars, um, be real, be vulnerable, share your story. Um, people want to deal with people. People don't want to deal with just press releases that are what computer-like responses. People ultimately invest in people, so no one likes to show off. Be open and honest and people will respond to you and you're going to do better in your PR and your outreach and get better results. Uh, finally, uh, do not brush mistakes under the table. Just three quick wins here. Do not brush mistakes under the table. Um, be honest, be open. If you make a mistake, own up to it. Um, that really will build confidence in your project. Join the conversation in Twitter. Make sure you, you're building a relationship. Twitter's a great tool for that, especially during lockdown. And finally, if you haven't done this already, set up Google Alerts right now after this uh, with your name, uh, your company's name, and the keywords so you can join the conversation. Google Alerts is brilliant, sends you that every single morning, and also means that you can check out the news cycle and make sure that you guys are commenting on any news that's interesting to your project. So 
Finally, keep it short. One more, so sorry. Keep it really simple when you're doing a press release. Who, what, where, when should be in all of the PRs that you do in the first paragraph, just to give um, the journalists a really good understanding of what they should pick out from the press release. Don't leave it further down the article. Always have who, what, where, when. Then they'll decide, okay, I've read it. They usually skim PRs anyway. Make sure it's at the top. If it's good, they'll get back to you. Guys, that's all I've got time for. I've nearly run out of time today. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Aaron Kahala. I'm the founder of EAK Digital. If anyone wants any good PR, hit us up. We'll do a great job. Thank you. Aaron, thank you very, very much for that very insightful presentation. We have the biggest, biggest things coming up in the next few minutes. Stay tuned. We're going to go for a short break. And when we return, massive, massive announcements coming your way at Blockdown 2020. So stay tuned. Thanks for listening to the Blockdown podcast. To connect with us on social media, buy tickets for the next Blockdown event, or find out more about EAK Digital, head to the show notes for further information and links to everything. See you next week.